a teaching uh, that I'm going to start here in uh, the book of Psalm, and I'm going to look at the 100th Psalm, which is a very familiar Psalm tonight. Uh, as we come, I want to also ask that you would continue to be in prayer for all of the bereaved families. Uh, in particular, this week, we want to lift up our very own evangelist, Geraldine Faison, as well as our minister, Rosetta Barnes, uh, as they are preparing to celebrate the life of their brother. We want to be praying for them because the celebration will, of life uh, services will be Saturday uh, in Wilson, North Carolina, Saturday at, in Wilson at the Stevens Funeral Home there in Wilson. That will be Saturday at 11. And so we want to be praying for them and all of you that can in some way come out and support them. We certainly uh, invite you to do that, and I'm sure that would uh, help the family. And so, again, let's be praying for Evangelist Geraldine Faison, as well as our minister, Rosetta Barnes, as they prepare to celebrate the life of their brother. And we want to also continue to just lift up all bereaved families. If there's someone that we may not know about, we want to just send up prayers. And we're believing that the God of all comfort would meet you and strengthen you wherever you might be. He is the God who knows how to provide for us peace in the midst of the storm. Uh, tonight, the 100th Psalm, uh, I want to read that in your hearing. Lord, we honor you and praise you for this moment in time. We thank you and praise you for another day. We want you now to uh, bless us as we come to uh, reason with one another out of your word. As we come to lift your name on high, we know that the grass will wither and the flowers will fade, but your word stands forever like uh, like gold and silver tried seven times in the furnace your words are perfect and your words are pure and so we thank you that as we eat of this book tonight that our lives will be blessed in a tremendous way we thank you and praise you for what you're going to do we bless you for what you have already done thank you for what you're doing right now but we bless you for the fruit that will come forth uh, uh, even in the days to come. We thank you for it now. In the matchless name of Jesus, we pray. All of God's people said, Amen. One hundred Psalm, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endureth to all generations. We thank God for the reading of his word. As we have discussed, or excuse me, as we have read tonight, the 100th Psalm. I want to uh, just lift up tonight a few words from this 100th Psalm. And I want to tag uh, this text. I want to talk about, and I'm going to just use two words. And the two words I want to use tonight is come correct. Come correct. I want to talk tonight about coming correct 
as it concerns the things of God. I want to talk about that tonight. I want to highlight these two words, come correct. Uh, I want to do this because I believe in this hour, uh, God is calling his people to know, uh, uh, to really know how to reflect him to the world. Uh, we are the light of the world and men are looking at us. We have the anointing of the Lord Jesus Christ and it is our, uh, it is our ministry to shine for him as we move about doing his will in the earth. And so I want to talk about this because uh, I believe that it is important and I believe that the spirit of the Lord is moving us in the direction that we uh, operate in a way that pleases him. So tonight I want to just tag this message, come correct. Uh, to come correct according uh, to uh, the dictionary or, or, or lexical, it is, it is to, uh, to approach a thing appropriately or to approach a thing with respect. Uh, uh, as we uh, use this term, particularly in our uh, community, it is, it is to approach something uh, 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 properly or decently. It is to do something the right way. Uh, so tonight what I want to talk about is, 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 is coming correct as it concerns the things of God. Uh, the 100th Psalm helps us to be able as children of God uh, to know that we've got to come correct, that we've got to come decently, we've got to come appropriately, we've got to come in order as it concerns the things of God. And so I want to look at this here tonight in the 100 uh, Psalm and I want to highlight a few things that can help us as we are going forth in this hour in which we are living. The 100 Psalm has been lifted by theologians as a gathering psalm. It is a song that was thought to be sung as the people of God were preparing for worship. It is given the title a psalm of thanksgiving. The 100th Psalm lifts up seven imperatives, uh, seven things that we should do uh, uh, in a way that properly honors God. Seven things that we should add to our lives and, and to make sure that we have these seven things in order. And tonight what I want to do is to take a look at the text because as we look at these things, we can leave this study knowing how we can better serve our God. Because you know, when, when, when we talk about serving the Lord, I don't want to just offer to God what I want to give him. I want to offer to God what he requires. Oh, come on here. This is what we're thinking about. You know, we don't, we don't treat God. Uh, we, we should not treat God, I should say. We should not treat God in a manner that we're giving him what we want to give him and not giving him what he asks of us oh come on here so so I want to talk about this so that as we go forth to do the will of God we can do it decently we can come correct we can do it appropriately we can come correct we can do it with respect we can come correct we can do it with a kind of honor and dignity that it deserves because we are doing it for God God wants us to come correct 
And so what I want to do tonight, although there's several ways that I could go about approaching this 100th Psalm, I'm going to just, uh, I'm going to separate the Psalm uh, into four points tonight. And I'm going to just lift four points as I deal with this 100th Psalm. I believe that this will be the best way to deal with it tonight. So as we look at the 100th Psalm, the first thing that I want to highlight when we, when, it talk, when we talk about coming correct, number one, I want to say to the people of God that in order to come correct, we must adopt a joyful praise. We must adopt a joyful praise. I said in order to come correct, we need to adopt a joyful praise. Praise. Now, now this is something because it deals with uh, the kind of attitude and disposition that we ought to have as people of God. We ought to be a people who are given to praise. We are to be a people who are always lifting up and honoring God with gleeful and joyful praise. And so I want to talk about that real quick here. The, 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 the psalmist says here in, in the 100th Psalm and the in the first verse here he says make a joyful noise unto the Lord all you land see see this is something here because the word of the Lord is calling upon the people of the earth all of the people groups of the earth and certainly the, the, the people who say that they belong to God should make a joyful noise unto him uh, everywhere there should be a joyful noise being made to God we are to joyfully praise God and I want you to get this because we the people of God have got to understand that when we uh, uh, don't come with a joyful praise we're not coming correct oh come on here if you want to come correct he says you've got to joyfully praise the Lord you've got to adopt in your own life a joyful praise now, now this is something because first of all I want to look at it in terms of public worship that when we come to the house of God when we gather as people of God we ought to bring along with us a joyful praise oh come on we've got to adopt a joyful praise as it concerns the things of God I want you to get this here we ought to joyfully praise God when we are in public worship come on when, when people come to uh, 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 services that we say we're giving to God they ought to be characterized by joyful praise oh when we assemble and we come to lift up a a great God we ought to do so by giving him joyful praise oh come on here uh, God has been kind to us and if we're going to come correct we need to offer unto that kind God joyful praise Th this is what I'm talking about we ought to joyfully praise God when we come into the congregation of the righteous come on people who have been delivered by God ought not act dead when they come to his house oh come on here this is what I'm talking about tonight he says that we ought to make a joyful noise we ought to make a joyful shout and what I'm telling you tonight by the spirit of God is that every child of God must adopt in
in his or her life a joyful praise. Come on, because when you do that, then you can come correct. Oh, come on here. This is what I'm telling you, that, that we ought to praise God in our, in our public worship, and we ought to praise God even in our private time, and we ought to do both of them joyfully. We ought to exalt God with excitement. Oh, come on here. That, that's something. People, you know, when, 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 when they come into the house of the living God, hallelujah, their praise ought to be contagious. Oh, come on here. They ought to know how much we love God because we don't mind giving him a joyful praise. When the Lord has saved you, you ought to celebrate it. When the Lord has delivered you, come on here, it ought to be your delight to praise him. Everything that the Lord has done for you, he says, I want you to bring me a joyful praise. See, see, when the Lord blesses our hearts, uh, it, it ought to come bubbling over out of of our mouths. Come on, when the Lord blesses our lives, oh, we ought to be bubbling over every time we come to his house. See, see, if you're, if you're uh, giving it to Jesus, you ought to do it with joy. Lord, have mercy. I said, if the praise you're giving is to Jesus, you ought to do it with joy. Come on, if you don't do it with joy, you're coming incorrect. And by the Holy Ghost, when we line our lives up with the word of God we can come correct oh baby when you come to the house of God it is appropriate that you honor God with a joyful praise it is right it is fitting that we give God a joyful praise see see this is something here we are called upon to worship the Lord joyfully when the Lord has changed your life you ought to worship him with a cheerful spirit who am I talking talking to tonight that would grab this in the Holy Ghost. God's opened some doors for you. God's made some ways for you. Come on, when you're doing it for the Lord, you ought not be doing it with a long face. When you're doing it for the Lord, you ought to come with a joyful praise. When you're doing it for the Lord, you ought to come with celebration. Come on, when you're doing it for Jesus, you ought to do it with joy. Come on, what are you talking about here? I'm talking about your praise. You ought to worship God with a cheerful spirit. Look at what he said here. Come before his presence with singing. Come on. Praise God joyfully and do it through a song. Oh come on. Singing is one of the expressions he said and when you do it you ought not be dragging. When you do it come on. You ought to come joyfully. You ought to open up your mouth and sing it like you got something to sing about. Sing like your God is worth celebrating. Do you hear what I'm saying here? When you sing joyfully you come correct this is something here don't don't come dragging but come delighting in the lord because our expression of praise should exemplify our joyful spirits so so this is something here because some people miss this but joyful praise never disturbs god come on I said joyful praise never disturbs God. There might be some people that are bothered by your praise, but God is not. Oh, come on here. 
This is something here that, that, that this joyful praise is something that we ought to bring to the Lord. Look at the text here. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Let me tell you something here. In order to get this number one, that is adopt a joyful praise. In order to get this number one, adopt a joyful praise. What you got to understand is that your praise is going in a specific direction. I need you to get this biblical worship belongs to God. We should, we should joyfully bless the Lord. We should joyfully bless the God of the Bible. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Come on here. This joyful praise has a direction. This joyful praise has an object. I need you to get this here. We're not praising the trees. We're not praising the, 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 the moon and the stars. We are praising the Lord and the joyful praise that we get ought to go to him. This praise doesn't go to Buddha. This praise doesn't go to Confucius. This praise doesn't go to Allah. This praise goes to Yahweh. We make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Come on here. The only true and living God, it belongs to him. The only wise God, it belongs to him. The God who owns power, it belongs to him, to our Savior, to our Redeemer, to the God of our salvation, to the deliverer of our lives, to the joy of our salvation, to the bishop of our soul, that the praise ought to come from you unto him. Look at that now. The case of the Hebrew is that we ought to make a joyful noise unto the Lord. And I love it because in the Hebrew, it is committed here in a tense that suggests that we should, we should continue to do it over and over again. That this is not some one-time act. That to make a joyful noise unto the Lord is something that the saints ought to continue. Oh, come on here. Every time you come into the house of the Lord, you ought to come with the a joyful noise. Every time we meet, we ought to come with a joyful noise. Come on here. It is something that we ought to be doing over and over and over again. I need somebody to grab that in the Holy Ghost that when we gather, we ought to praise God with joy. Come on and give him praise right there. We've got to praise Yahweh, the self-existent God. We ought to praise Yahweh. He is the covenant God. He is the God of the Bible. And I love him because you know why he's worthy of praise. He is the only God that can make promises and keep them. Come on here. To make promises and follow through. Yahweh is not just a promise maker. He is the ultimate promise keeper. Somebody give him praise right there. Honor and glory. He is the God of the covenant. That's what I love about him. He's the God of the covenant. The 100th Psalm talks to us about this tonight and it reminds us that we are to be, uh, we ought to be making sure that we are not letting anything get in the way of the praise that we ought to be giving to the Lord. He is a covenant God. God sticks with his people. Isn't it something that God honors covenant even so much that even when we are unfaithful, God never stops being faithful? 
He is the God of the covenant. He, he continues to guide us and take care of us because he is the God of the covenant. Now, 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 now somebody may say, Pastor, I hear what you're saying. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye land. Come before his presence with singing and all of that. But, but, but really, what does this have to do with uh, the teaching tonight? Well, I'm telling you that if you're going to please God, if you're going to do it appropriately, you've got to come with a joyful noise. The message tonight is come correct. Oh, come on here. I didn't come, amen, praise God, to give God no leftovers. I come correct. Come on here. He woke me up this morning and I'm coming correct. Come on here. He put breath in my body and I'm coming correct. Some of y'all listening to me should have been dead a long time ago and if the devil would have had it his way, you wouldn't be here. But now that you're here, you ought to come correct. Every time you're able to step into the house of God, you ought to come correct. Every time you get an opportunity to lift your voice, you ought to come correct. Oh, come on. Who am I talking to tonight? Don't let anybody stifle your celebration. God's been good to you, and you ought to come correct. And the way you come correct is to adopt a joyful praise that no matter what anybody says, you say is that God is going to get his. Oh, come on here. I'm going to praise him even if you don't participate. I'm going to praise him even if you don't back me up because God's been good to me and I have a joyful praise. This is something here. Uh, I want you to know he is the God of the covenant. And the thing that you've got to understand is that we make a joyful shouting to the Lord because he is our king. I need you to get this here. See, because when the psalmist wrote this, uh, those people that were hearing the song would have really understood what he meant. Because in that culture and in that day, whenever a person came into the presence, of their king they came into the presence of the king with a joyful shout oh come on here come on when, when, when you had a real good king a king who led you to victory a king who fought battles for you come on here when you came into his presence that is when you came to the king or the king came to you whenever you noticed that the presence of the king was in your midst you demonstrated it by joy shouts oh come on here that's what I'm talking about come on here the Bible said that when the children of Israel saw that the ark of the covenant had been brought into the camp that they shouted so loud that it shook the earth that the shout of the children shook the earth oh come on here and baby whenever you get a chance to get in the presence of God you ought to come with joyful shouts that our king is among us we're not just here to visit somebody dead we serve a true and a living God when you get into the presence of the king he's your healer he's your way maker he's your battle fighter he leads you to great victory somebody give him praise honor and glory right there thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph in Christ Come on, to shout joyfully for the king is to, amen, always acknowledge the greatness of his presence. Oh, come on here. Why are we shouting? Because we understand we serve a God who is alive. Come on. 
When I meet, you know, and I'm doing this, I know people may not like the way I do it, but you know what? It is, it is, it is in my heart to celebrate God. I get excited about the things that I'm doing for God. And when I have an opportunity to open up my mouth for God, I do it with joy. Oh, come on here. I understand everybody can get with my style. I understand I'm not everybody's cup of tea, but I'm doing it. Come on here, because the king is worthy of it oh come on here i'm giving praise right there come on when whenever the people came into the presence of a great king they were saying to him in their shout you are victorious you are the one that leads us to victory you are strong oh come on here and they they praised the king because in his presence they felt victory and i'm wondering if an earthly king could get a shout then why can't the heavenly king get the shout come on here he is the king of kings and he's worthy of the praise oh come on here see when we shout we acknowledge the greatness of God when we shout we acknowledge the presence of God among us come on here when we shout we honor the scriptures which 17 times at least depending on what version you're reading commands us to make a shout of joy to the Lord. Somebody give him praise, honor, and glory right there. I got to quit. But number one, if you want to come correct, you've got to adopt a joyful praise. Oh, come on here, baby. You got to stop apologizing for being a praiser. Come on here, baby. You got to come and be ready to give God what belongs to him because he's worthy of it. Come on and give him praise right there. The praise we give is not circumstantial. No matter what's happening, our God is worthy of a hallelujah. Somebody give him praise right there. Without excuse, God must be exalted. Somebody give him praise, honor, and glory right there. I may not have a lot, but I got a joy for praise. Oh, come on here. You know what a joyful praiser do? A joyful praiser help you when everything around you is jacked up. Oh, come on here. Come on. Do, do I have anybody here that said I didn't have much, but I had a praise? And I kept telling God, thank you. And I kept telling God how grateful I was. And I kept lifting him up. I kept lifting God until God lifted me. Because you can't keep lifting God. And sooner or later, God not lift you. Somebody give him praise right there. I'm talking about adopting a joyful praise. Now, what you have to do is then resist the temptation to make excuses. Come on. There'd be people in, in the house of God and people who love God who would do more concerning praise if they would, if they would release themselves from excuses. Stop making excuses. There is no legitimate excuse to as to why you can't exalt God. Come on here. There is no legitimate reason as to why you can't rejoice in the Lord. Look at this. Uh, you know, Pastor, I'm not really all that emotional. Come on, you know, there, there's some people, you know, who... You know, just talk about, you know, how emotional they're not. 
And so because I'm not all emotional or nothing, you know, I'm just, you know, kind of reserved. You're reserved for what you want to be reserved for. Just tell the truth. Come on, because under the right circumstances, you'll holler. You get excited enough. Come on, you get a surprise check and it's big enough. Come on, you can holler. Yes, you can. You know you can holler. Come on. If, if you get in the right place and you see something that moves you enough, you holler. And what I'm saying here is that a God who's done so much for you, when you look back over the course of your life and see where he's brought you from, you ought to make up in your mind, I got to come correct. There is an appropriate way I'm to express God to an awesome God. Come on here. And the Bible says that the appropriate way to respond to an awesome God is to bring him a joyful shout. Look at this. So, so th this is important here. It didn't, uh, 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 it didn't hit me. You know, something had to hit me. They used to say, you know, yeah, I mean, you so, you know, we used to, in, in, in many times in, in old church, you know, you would wait on something to hit you. Yeah, you know, when the spirit hit me. Come on. Look now, the Bible don't promise you that nothing going to hit you in order for you to get up and praise God. Come on. You ought not have to be hit with something out of the sky to give God honor. Oh, come on here. This is something here because, you know, uh, you got to remember that you don't have to wait on something to hit you in order for you to shout hallelujah. Come on here. See, praise is an act of the will. Come on. That's why the psalmist said, I will bless the Lord at all times. Come on. Because, you know, this, and this is, this is what, what, you know, uh, uh, separates human beings from the angelic host. Ain't nobody in heaven uh, 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 got a choice on whether they're going to cry holy, holy, holy. Come on here. This is, this is, something. This is why your praise means even more to God than that of the angels. Come on here. Because the angels praise him because they got to. Come on here. But the saints are praising him because we choose to. And, and, and when you can look at this thing, oh, come on here. And, and, and without force, but, but, but to say, I recognize how good you've been in my life. Come on here. I, be, be, because I, I'm not crazy and I don't have amnesia. When I look back over my hands, you have been faithful. Oh, come on here. That's why I'm telling you, when the saints of God are in the earth and we give him a holiday, Hallelujah. It's an act of our will. It moves God. Come on here. Because he said there's somebody there. I've given them free will. They've got a choice to do. They've got a choice not to do. And yet they have looked at my goodness and they have chosen to bless me. Chosen. Come on here. God ain't forcing us, baby. But when you come on here, realize how fantastic God has been in your life. Your praise don't 
have to be forced. Who am I talking to that gets it and says it's an act of my will. I choose to bless him. I choose to thank him. I choose to rejoice. Come on. God's been that good to me. And if I'm going to do it, I'm coming correct. Come on. I need somebody to grab it right there. I know there's some people that say it don't take all that. But guess what? You don't get to determine what it takes for God. You're just called to obey what he commands. Come on here. Come on. When, when he said bring me a joyful shout, come on. You don't get to say it don't take that. God says bring me through this psalmist a joyful shout. Come on here. And that's what we ought to offer unto him. Come on. I need somebody to grab it right there. Come on. Lift your hands and say I must come correct. Come on here. I'm not worried about who's looking. I'm coming correct. I'm not worried about amen who's not pleased with my praise I'm coming correct if you don't clap I got to give God what belongs to him come on here and you know what you got to learn that God wants you as an individual to adopt a joyful praise somebody put a praise on it right there secondly number one to come correct we must adopt a joyful praise but number two, to come correct, here it is in the next verse. He says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. And then number two here, serve the Lord with gladness. I need you to get this. Serve the Lord with gladness. That's number two. Serve the Lord with gladness. You got to be gladly serving the Lord. Oh, come on here. Now, 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 the command of scripture is to serve the Lord with gladness. Now, first of all, don't miss the word serve. Come on. Because see, the Savior is seeking servants. God, I feel the Holy Ghost tonight. I'm telling you, if you're going to come correct, that's the first thing you got to get. Come on. The world is looking for more and more superstars, but the kingdom needs, doesn't need one. Come on. The kingdom already has its superstar, and he's Christ our Savior. Oh, come on here. So, so, so when, when, when uh, you're looking to do something for the Lord, amen, don't look for the job of superstar. Because it's already taken. And God have highly exalted him. And given him a name that is above all names. The name of Jesus. Come on. But, but this is what I'm telling you here. God wants to still use you. The kingdom wants to. Uh, the kingdom uh, uh, wants you. Yes. There's kingdom work for you to do. And you must do it through servantship. Now, now, this is important here because uh, we can't miss the word serve. Yeah, yeah, we are sons of God through redemption. Don't, don't miss that. We are sons of God through redemption. And that means that in him, through Jesus Christ, rather, we have an inheritance. However, we are called to be servants of God as we go about doing his ministry in the earth. Come on. That's why you, even though we are called to sonship, as Paul teaches, you often see him uh, 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 announcing himself as a bond servant, a bond slave. Come on. As he's doing his ministry, he is sold out. 
to the will of Jesus Christ. So, so saints ought to be people of service. Come on, once God changes your heart, he wants to start using your hands. Come on, I'm talking about service now. I said, once God transforms your heart, he wants to start using your hands. Oh, come on here. Once God changes your heart, you ought to submit to him your hands. Oh, God, now that you've got my heart, I gladly give you my hands. I want to serve you. Come on here. This is it here. Uh, uh, it's important to serve this present age, my calling to fulfill. Oh, may all my power engage to do my master's will. I'm talking about service. Service. God wants you to serve. This is important here. Uh, so we are then to be people, he says, number one, we are to be people of celebration. We are to be people of celebration, but also we are to be people of service. God, I feel the Holy Ghost right there. You know, you got to get this. Uh, God wants us to be people of great celebration, but he also wants us to be people of great service. Come on. So I got a joyful praise. But he also wants me to have a, 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 a glad practice. Look at this. Look at this. He, 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 he wants me to be an individual who serves. So, so the, 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 the thing is this, that, 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 that we are people who are supposed to be serving. Look at what he said, serve. And then look at this. He also, he does not just tell us what to do, uh, serve, but he also tells us who to serve. Serve the Lord. Look at that. That's a lot. That's a lot just in them two words. That we ought to be people of glad service. He says, serve the Lord. Don't ever forget who you're doing it for. Come on, listen to the preaching now. Don't ever forget who you are doing it for. This is God's work. Come on, we are called for his purpose. Come on, I know everybody's talking, going around me, myself, and I, and what I got. Come on, don't forget this is God's work. Come on, don't forget that when you are operating in a kingdom function, it is for his purpose. Come on, I'm not out here for myself, I'm out here for my Savior. All right, so this is it. If God's not the source of your service, it's only a show. Come on now, get that. If, if God's not the source of it, it's on, you're only putting on a show. Come on, everything that I do, I want it to have some eternal value. Come on, I don't want to put my hands to nothing that has no eternal value. Come on. Many things we do, if we're not doing them for the Lord, is a waste of time. Come on, I want to engage in what has eternal value. Something that's going to meet me in eternity. Works that one day even outside of this world, I'll be paid for and rewarded for. Come on here. 
Come on, that we're not working to be saved. We're working because we are saved. Come on, my good works don't save me, but there is a reward for those who work faithfully. Come on. One day I'll get paid. Can't nobody pay you like God. So, so this is it here. I'm not putting on a show. At the end of the day, you got to be in ministry for the Lord. Come on. Who are you doing it for? Come on. What are you doing it for? Serve the Lord. Come on. And you know what I found out about serving the Lord? People can be funny, but God always remains faithful. Come on. Everybody won't like what you're doing. Some people won't like it just because it's you. But be faithful to the Lord. Oh, come on here. Even if you don't get their likes, you stay faithful to the Lord. God, I'm preaching and teaching here tonight. Come on. Because I'm telling you that, that sometimes when you're doing the will of the Lord, even some of the most effective people get ignored. Come on. Because the devil is always trying to do something to distract you, to discredit you, to make you feel like nobody cares. But let me tell you something. There's somebody that you've been assigned to. Oh, come on here. And God's going to see to it that you reach them. Oh, yes. And I'm telling you, as you be faithful over the little that God has given you, God will expand your territory. I know what I'm talking about. I can't begin to tell you of the times I have preached over the last 30 uh, uh, plus years and traveled and preached to loop groups of one and two and three and four running five night revivals to five people and going and, and preaching like it was a congregation of 5,000. Come on, because you know what? You don't despise the day of small beginnings. Come on here. Be faithful to God in your service, even if the thing seems small. Because I said this Sunday, it might start off small, but when God gets finished with it, he can make it something substantial. Oh, come on here. That God sometimes will train you with small stuff. To prepare you for elevation. Oh, come on here. He'll teach you how to be faithful over a few things. Hallelujah. Because he knows that he's got something greater in store for you. This is what I'm telling you here. You always remain faithful to the Lord. Come on here and, and, and don't worry about what they say. You be loyal to what he says. Oh, come on here. Your loyalty must be to Christ. This is what I'm telling you. See, because the chief goal of ministry is to make Christ known. I said the chief goal of ministry is that we make Christ known. We're not out here, hallelujah, to make a name bigger for ourselves. We're out here to make Christ's name known. Come on here. How to reach the masses, men of every birth, for an answer Jesus gave the key and I if I be lifted up from the earth I'll draw all men unto me the world is hungry for the living bread lift the savior up for them to see come on here trust in him and do not doubt the words that he said I'll draw all men unto me 
Come on. This is what I'm telling you, that the chief aim of the saints of God must be to make Christ known in the earth. You hear what I'm saying? And I want you to get this. See, see, the purpose of service is not to be seen. The purpose of service is to make the Savior known. We, 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 we must serve so that people can see the Savior. Oh, come on here. This is something here. So genuine service is not about creating a personal circus. Come on. This is the beauty of it. And I'm telling you, I've experienced this in my own life. I experienced what God said to Abraham. I know those promises are mine in Christ. The promises that God gave to Abraham. I am a son. Amen. Praise God. And I am hooked into the promises that God gave to Abraham through Jesus Christ. And I know it to be true. Hallelujah. Because God said to Abraham, I will make your name great. This is what I'm telling you here. If you spend your time lifting up God's name, he'll take care of yours. I know what I'm talking about. Even people that try to destroy your name, when God makes it great, it ain't nothing they can do with it. Oh, come on here whatever God blows on it will be blessed I need somebody to grab it sometimes we spend too much time come on trying to make a name for ourselves you are not out here to advertise for yourself you're out here to advertise for the Savior come on I need you to get this and this is what I'm telling you you be faithful to God God will blow your name in places that will blow your mind come on here God will send you places and put you on stage Ages. Come on here. And people will wonder where you came from. You'll be like Elijah. They didn't even know who he was till God told him to go down there and tell Ahab that the heavens were going to be shut up and there wouldn't be no rain. Come on here. But God pulled him out of obscurity and did something awesome in his life. God can take a no name and make it a household name. I know what I'm talking about. Be faithful to God. Come on here. I'm Get your mind on glorifying him. Come on here. When you get your mind on lifting the Lord, God knows how to lift you. Oh, come on here. You don't have to worry about it. Come on. I don't worry about platforms. I don't worry about man-made promotions. Hallelujah. I'm not trying to, amen, kiss up. I'm not trying. Come on. None of that stuff matters to me in this hour because I understand promotion doesn't come from the east or the west. Promotion comes from God. And I'm out here serving the Lord and I'm doing it gladly. Come on here. Not that all the days are glad days. Come on here. That they're not always glad situations. But I'm glad in my Savior. Come on. Do you know what it's cost to hold this mic? You know people can be really critical. But do you know the challenges that I face? I face, come on here, all kinds of things. Come on. My life has been challenged. Things have tried to take me down and take me out. Oh, but I'm here because God took care of me. And this is what I'm telling you. Every day with Jesus is still sweeter than the day before. Oh, come on here. This is what I'm telling you. If you stand for the Lord, the Lord will stand for you. So you know what I have to do? Keep on doing it gladly. Come on. You know why I do it gladly? Because I know who I'm doing it for. And the days that people are from. But you've got to stay faithful. You've got to keep doing it gladly for the Lord. See, 
the thing is this when you understand who you're doing it for it will then help to help you to keep straight the manner in which you're doing it when you know you're doing it for the Lord you'll always have a reason to be glad oh come on here even when they're talking you'll keep right on trucking because you're doing it for the Lord I miss somebody to grab it right there serve the Lord come on here and when you're doing it for him come on here he'll bless your life serve the Lord come on because if you do it for him you won't get side you won't stay sidetracked I should say it that way come on here serve the Lord and you will be able to push through whatever they say if you do it for the Lord come on here then you will have longevity I know I'm talking right here if you do it for the Lord come on here the enemy won't be able to level you come on when you do it for the Lord come on you'll be able to go forth and do what needs to be done do it for the Lord and you'll be able to last who am I talking to that says yeah that's me I hear you Holy Ghost and tonight I'm making up in my mind I'm gonna do it for the Lord if they clap I'm doing it for the Lord if they don't clap I'm doing it for the Lord if they come I'm doing it for the Lord if they don't want to do I'm doing it for the Lord come on and God will not fail even when people fail God will remain faithful I need somebody to do this right here and grab it in the Holy Ghost and you know what I'm telling you tonight when the Lord is the reason for your service he'll send you the needed supporters do I have anybody that's hearing me tonight you don't need a busload of people to ride into your destiny if you obey God he'll send people from all kinds of directions to help you to do what he told you to do I'm telling you amen praise God what the Lord has done for me and one of the most exciting things about ministry come on that, that I look at is to see how I have met people from all walks of life people that have been raised in different areas from I but God had our destinies intertwined and here we are together in Greenville in Wilson and we're doing the work of the Lord together what a mighty God we serve because the truth is when we serve the Lord he'll put us in the presence of those we need to continue to walk out his purpose somebody give him praise right there this is my advice to you if you gonna do it do it for the Lord come on here you got to go back come on here and recalibrate your motive make sure you're doing it for the Lord because this is it when you do it for the Lord you'll be able to last come on because there are going to be seasons you're going to say what am I doing did I hear God correctly but if you serve the Lord do it for him come on I might not get your award but you can't stop me from getting God's reward I do it for the Lord and there's reward laid up for the faithful come on so, so my goal in life is not to get many human awards thank God for those that he will allow me to get but that's not the goal come on I'm not out here running for a human award I'm out here running for the divine reward so this is it not only are we told to serve and who to serve come on 
But we also told how we ought to serve, how we ought to be serving. Serve the Lord with gladness. This is it. If you're going to do it for God, you are called to do it gladly. Come on. Come on, this, this is what I'm telling you here. You, you got you to gotta serve the Lord with gladness. Now, now, this doesn't mean you won't have moments of frustration. It doesn't mean you won't have downtime. doesn't mean you won't need to talk to some people. You need, everybody needs uh, uh, mature people in their life that they can talk to and help them to stay on track. All of us need that. Come on, because we're human beings. Sometimes you need to talk. Sometimes the load of ministry does get heavy. Come on, Jesus says that foxes have their holes, the birds of the air have their nests, the son of man have nowhere to lay his head. And sometimes when you follow him, it gets hard. Come on, but Paul says to Timothy, endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. This is it. So, so, so I don't want you to misunderstand me, but, 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 but what I'm telling you is that you always ought to be glad in the Lord, even when people don't act right. Stay glad in the Lord. And you know what? Serve him with gladness. When you get on your post, get up there gladly. Come on here. This is, this is something that I want you to get about the spirit. See, see, uh, uh, that, 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 that you got to uh, serve the Lord with gladness. That the disposition you serve with should be one of delight. Come on. I said the disposition you serve with should be one of delight. This is a good teaching here tonight. I need you to hear this by the spirit. The disposition that you serve with should be one of delight. If you're doing it for the Lord, the disposition you serve with should be one of delight. Come on. Joy should always accompany your service for the Lord Jesus. I said joy should always accompany your service for the Lord Jesus. I said, joy should always accompany your service for the Lord Jesus. If you're doing it for Jesus, you ought to do it with joy. But this is something. So, so I want to make sure that I'm, I'm, I'm serving the Lord gladly, with gladness. Come on. That, 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 that I'm not out here acting like serving the Lord is a drag for me. Serving the Lord is not a drag for me. It's a delight for me. Come on, that God would enable me, little old me, to help him in kingdom building? That God would consider me and I'm going to come frowning? No, 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 no. What a fantastic opportunity God has afforded to me and I refuse to spend it frowning. Come on, when God calls you forth, don't spend your moment frowning. Serve the Lord with gladness. Oh yeah, don't, don't, don't let them get you off your glad game. Serve the Lord with gladness. This is something here. See, see when, when, when you're serving the Savior, it should always be reflected in a smile. When, when, when you are in the service of Christ, you should also reflect the character of Christ. Oh, come on here. Joy, joy is a fruit of the Spirit. And you're serving the Lord with gladness. 
Come on, we ought to be passionate about walking out God's purpose. Come on, God wants us to give him glorious celebration, but he also wants us to give him glad service. Come on, glorious celebration, but glad service. Come on, your mouth ought to be committed to celebrating, but your hands ought to be committed to serving. This is something here. So, so this is something. So don't do stuff in the name of the Lord with the wrong attitude. Come on. If you're going to do it for the Lord, do it with gladness. Come on. Who, who you're serving should always be the driving force about uh, 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 concerning how you serve. Come on. Because you're serving a great God, you ought to do it with gladness. Because you're on a mission for Jesus, you ought to do it with joy. So, so the kingdom needs passionate people. Come on. People not sitting around pouting. Come on. The kingdom needs people who are stand up, rise up with gladness, not walk around with gloom. Come on. Because you don't represent God with a frown. You best represent God being friendly. Serve the Lord with gladness. What is it that God has placed in your hands? Have you become bitter with it? Come on. Have you become snappy? Indifferent? You just don't care? I'm going to just give them anything. They don't appreciate it. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Come on. Because you got to get this. Don't let anybody rob you of your reward. There is a reward attached to anything you do for God. Come on here, and your reward will be based upon your performance, your service. Let no man rob you of your reward. I know I got salvation. I know I'm headed to the heavenly king, but, but I'll let nobody rob me of my reward. Come on. Come on. I, they can't take my salvation from me, but I got to make sure I don't let them rob me of my reward. Come on, that whatever God has assigned in my hands to do, I want to do it well. So that when I, I see him, he can say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over what I put in your hands. Come on. Come on, because that's all God is asking you to be faithful with what he put in your hands. Are you serving him with gladness? Come on. Pray until everything annoying you is lifted. Come on, say, pray until you don't even see those things, until they're not uh, anymore allowed to be a hindrance to your life. Because you know what I found out? When you're on the field, it's always going to be somebody on the sideline talking. Always going to be somebody. And you know what? God is bringing us into a season. That's what I was talking about this Sunday, that God is bringing us, has brought us into this season of pandemic so he could do some purging. So he can do some cleansing. God is recalibrating and resetting us so that we can come out and do his will. He's got things that he has stored up for us, but he has had to take us through a purging so that we can be ready to effectively engage his purpose. And you know what he's doing? He's lifting us above the petty stuff. Lifting us above the he said, she said. Lifting us above, he's lifting us above all of that because he's got an awesome work that he wants to do in our lives. And this, I'm telling you, is what I had to do. This is what I had to do in order to be able to stay out here on the field and to do this. I've had to go through a whole lot of stuff, but God has had to toughen me up. Come on, so I could keep on trucking. So I could keep on moving. 
so I could keep on standing so that after I had done all to stand, I could stand therefore. Come on. This is what God is doing. So you know what you got to do? Serve him with gladness. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come on. That, 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 that as you are doing it, give God your best. Serve God cheerfully. Come on. Even when you're serving him in your giving, give, God loves a cheerful giver. The opportunity to give, the opportunity to give into the kingdom of God. Come on, when, when you're bringing your tithe and your offering, do it with gladness. Come on here, because that's what God loves. It honors God when you give to him gladly. Come on here, God loves a cheerful giver. That word in the Greek is hilarious. Come on, so serving God is an honor, and we ought to do it. Gladly. Come on. Serious. Uh, 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 you know, sometimes we're trying to be too serious. And you know, uh, you know, and, and I mean this in a, you know, with, with the, the, our expressions. We, we, we look like we can't have no joy. Come on. And you know what? I, I want you to be really, don't miss me, because you ought to be serious about the work of the Lord. But I'm talking about your expression wise. You ought to be in a place that you don't allow things to suck the life out of you. Come on. If you're serving the Lord, you ought not walk around like the life been sucked out of you. Come on here. Come on. You ought to be a drawing force. People say, man, I love her joy. Man, I love the joy he has. Come on. So serve the Lord with gladness. Come on. Just because you're serious, it doesn't require that you be sad. Serve the Lord with gladness. And then this is it, number three. Serve God with informed conviction. Serve the Lord. Look at this. I'm in the text. Serve the Lord with informed conviction. Look at this. He says in verse three, know ye that the Lord, he is God. Now, I love that first word there. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. I love that first word in verse 3. It's no. Come on. So, so this is it. That, that it means that you ought to know both intellectually and deeply within your heart. Come on. I need you to get this. Because the people of God, we got to, you know, I don't know what it is about us that makes us think when we come to serve the Lord, um, you know, we need to leave our brain outside. Come on. He, he says time and time again, brethren, I would not have you to be ignorant. I would not have you to be ignorant. It's because of the lack of knowledge that the people are perishing. We ought to grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Jesus, uh, Savior Jesus Christ. It is an admonition of scripture. Come on. God wants you to be intelligent about your faith. Know what you believe. Adopt you some strong Bible-based convictions. Come on, get some Bible-based belief that nobody can shake you from. Come on, I need you to get this here. You got, you got to know some things, and this is what I love, that God wants you to love him with all of your heart, your soul, your strength, and he says even your mind. Come on. Because you know what? The more I love, learn about Jesus, I'm telling you, and see, the more you love him, the more you want to learn about him. That's what I found out. Come on, I've become a student of the word. Come on, what does the Bible say about him? Because I want to know more about him. Come on, because I want to draw in closer to him. And the more you learn about the Lord, the more you can love on him. 
Come on, the more you learn, the more it is about him to love. Come on. So this is why it's important that you're learning. Because when you learn of the Lord, you won't be easily overthrown. When you learn of the Lord, you won't be leveled by every new deception. Come on. So, so there's some things you got to get. And not only do you get them in your head, you got to get them in your heart. Come on here. Because the, 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 the kind of uh, uh, a relationship that the Bible is calling us to is one that requires head and heart. Come on. So this is why it says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Come on, let this mind be with being you that was also in Christ Jesus. Come on, this is important here, that, that we ought to serve the Lord with godly conviction. We need Bible-based conviction, see? And the problem is that some people who say they represent God lack real biblical conviction. You've got to have some Bible-based conviction. Come on, why are some of our churches in the shape that they're in? Why are some of what we're calling churches turned into circuses? Because people lack Bible-based conviction. Come on. You just see stuff and you say, oh yeah, well you know, times are changing. Yeah, times are changing. Even methods are changing. But I tell you one thing that ain't changing, God's truth. Come on. And so we've got to understand the importance of being able to update as we need to. Come on, without changing, uh, without trying to do damage to those things which are unchangeable. Come on. We got to keep standing on the truth of God. Come on. What God has said, God is still saying. And we might have to adopt methods now that require that we do something differently than what we did in 1980. Come on. But even if the methods are changing, the message still stands. Come on. Sin is still sin. Right is still right. Wrong is still wrong. Come on. And nothing has changed about that. We need real Bible-based conviction. And the thing that we see that are disturbing many of these places that are, are, are saying that we're houses of God is that there's no real Bible conviction. And you know what? You, when you have no Bible conviction, anything goes. There is no longer a standard. Truth becomes relative. You know, whatever you believe, you know, whatever you feel good about, I can't judge you, you can't judge me we just do whatever we feel the devil is a liar there is a highway that shall be there and it shall be called the way of holiness and no unclean shall walk thereon let me tell you something don't let the devil fool you the bible is God's standard and everything that we as the people of God do needs to be held against the word of the Lord that's why I'm telling you don't fool with nobody that don't want to be loyal to the bible if they're not loyal to the word of God, they're only going to lead you to a wicked place. Oh, come on here. You can't be loyal to the word and keep behaving wickedly. Come on. I'm telling you, get me now. Get me. This is why I'm so strong on it. Because everything, when you, if you let them throw away the word of the Lord, what have we? Come on. 
Come on, I'm not, I'm not throwing away God's word just to hear from the mouth of a man or a woman. Come on here, I understand you've got some things that God's speaking to you, but I need the Bible so I can know whether it's God or not. Come on, because I'm going to take what you say and hold it up against the written word of God. And if it comes up short, you're wrong. Come on here, because the truth of God's word does not change. There is a standard of absolute truth, and it is the word of the living God and everything claiming to be truth must be measured by God's truth. Come on here. This is the measuring rod. This is the standard for the saints. Come on, and if it's truth, it ought to line up with this because God, come on, his spirit and his word are always in agreement. God's spirit and his word are never in disagreement. Come on here. If you say it's the spirit and it goes against the word, come on here, you are a liar as it concerns that thing. Come on, because God's word and his spirit must always agree. You got to have Bible-based conviction. No, you got to know. You got to have an inner knowing. Come on. And, and our grandmothers and grandfathers and them were lay theologians. They didn't have great degrees. But the way that they would say this is you got to know that you know. Come on, what were they talking about? A, a grounded conviction. My heart is fixed. My mind is made up. Come on, this is what I'm talking about. Tonight, you got to know that you know. What do you need to know? You need to know that he is God. Oh, come on here. Take everything you read because people are coming up with all kinds of stuff and calling it God. But if you study the word of God and learn the word of God, you won't be so easily deceived. You can't stop false teaching but you can stop yourself from falling into it you can't stop deceivers but you can stop yourself from being deceived look here know ye that the Lord Yahweh he is God you are not God they're not God God is God I need you to get this here he said this is what you got to know you got to know who your God is the Lord is God come on here I thank God for the people that he's put in my life that help me but ain't nobody God but God. Come on here and I'm telling you, there's going to be an offense, a great offense. Bruh. Come on here and great judgment brought against those who would pose that they're God. Because ain't nobody God but God. I'm telling you, everybody challenging God, everybody trying to be an imposter God is coming down. Come on here, I need you to get this. There is only one God, one true and living God. God. And the Shema is hero Israel. The Lord our God is one. There is no division in him. That's why I ask God, give me an undivided heart. Give me a together heart that my mind can singly be stayed on you. Come on and grab this tonight. I'm almost done, but I need you to grab this right here. Come on, the God is God. And anybody that God has put in your life, come on here, they're not God. Come on, I'm not here to be God for nobody. I'm here to help lead people to him. Come on here. Help people to know how to learn of him and trust in him. Come on here. I'm being used of God, but ain't nobody God but God. Oh, come on here. And I'm so glad I ain't God. 
Look, I'm so glad, hallelujah, that I got sense enough not even to try to be because he rules and super rules. Come on, the heavens are his throne. The earth is his footstool. He is God and God alone. He's the one that bent the chariot wheels of Egypt. He's the one that made the walls of Jericho disintegrate and fall flat. He's the one that built the highway through the Red Sea. Oh, don't act like you don't know him. He's the one that sent his savior, his son through 42 generations to die on the cross for your sins. Come on and for people that they said would never be nothing. He did a new thing in your life. Ain't nobody can do that but God. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. Come on here. It is he that have made us. He is our creator. We didn't create God. He is the one that created us. Come on. He is legitimately in charge. It is he that have made us and not we ourselves. We are his people. Come on here, baby. I might not be in your group, but I belong to God. Come on here. I belong to God two ways. I belong to God by creation, but I belong to God also by redemption. Somebody give him praise right there. Come on. I'm so glad that I don't just belong to God by creation. I came to know him through redemption, through the blood of Jesus Christ that paid for my sins and purchased me and made me one of the prized possessions of the almighty God. Somebody give him praise right there. Come on here and give him praise. See, see, we belong to God. He made us and not we ourselves. And that's why our purpose comes from him. Come on here. The best person to ask about your purpose is the one that created you. Lift your hands right there. Your identity is in God. Come on here and give him praise. Some days you don't feel like anything, but thank God that the one that created you knows that he's got a great plan and purpose for your life. Somebody praise him right there. He made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. That's what you got to know. We belong to God. We are not orphans. We are sons. We are God's property. I'm not neglected. I'm well nourished. I belong to God. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not lack in anything. Lift your hands. Open your mouth and put a praise on it right there. We are the sheep of his pasture. Sheep by nature are dumb. They need leadership. Oh, but I'm telling you, we got a mighty good leader. Somebody praise him right there. He's the one that provides. He's the one that protects. He's the one that takes care of us. Somebody give him praise, honor, and glory right there. Come on, give him praise. Come on, give him honor. Come on and give him glory. This is it, lastly. That we must be forever grateful. You want to come correct? That's what I'm talking about tonight. Come correct. Come appropriately. I got to be forever grateful. I got to be forever grateful. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Come into his courts with praise. See, see, you ought to have a praise ready when you pull up in the parking lot. Be thankful unto him. You are commanded to be thankful. Come on here. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God 
concerning you. Come on. Even if you can't thank him for it, you ought to thank him in it. Come on. And bless his name. Look at this. Verbally bless his name. Bless God out of your mouth and bless God through your ministry. Bless God in the way you live. Matter of fact, the highest form of gratitude, the highest form of worship is a lifestyle that honors God. See, real worship is not just the sound that comes from your lips, but it's also the scent that comes from your lifestyle. Oh, come on here. I got a sound. Come on. I want the sound from my lips to be pleasing, but I want the scent from my lifestyle to be as pleasing as well. Oh, come on here. So, so, so this is it. It is real worship is not just the sound that comes from your lips, but the scent that comes from your lifestyle. So he says this, you gotta, you gotta be grateful. When you come to the house of God, don't come in gloom, come in gratitude. Always find something. I don't care what you're going through. Always find something to be grateful to God for. There's always a reason you can tell God thank you. There's always something to be grateful, even if it didn't work out like you thought it would. This is it. He says praise him because the Lord is good. Come on. The Lord is good, but not like man's good. Because this is our problem here. We start talking about the goodness of God. We think about good people we know. But God is good on a whole nother level. I said, God is good on a whole different level. Come on. God is ultimately good, inherently good. God is good. Come on. It don't get any more good than God. His person is good. His essence is good. His character is good. He's good. And you know what? At this very moment, he's causing all things to work together for your good. And then he says this. Another reason to always be grateful is his mercy is everlasting. His steadfast love never ceases. His compassion is always with us. God's mercy towards us is never going stale. Come on. And his truth endures through all generation. His faithfulness, his reliability endures. God is faithful. God is reliable. And you know what? Understanding all of this we ought to come correct. Come appropriately. Come respectfully. Come honorably. Come correct. Come with a joyful praise. He wants you to come correct. Serve the Lord with gladness. He wants you to come correct. And this is what I'm telling you here. We've got to continue to bring before the Lord a heart of gratitude. We ought to be forever grateful. We ought to come before the Lord correct. Come on here. This is something here. And then we ought to come with the kind of conviction that says, I know who God is. Come on here. That we ought to bear the kind of conviction that says, God, I believe you. I'm going to stand on what your word says and nothing's going to shake me. Come on. This is what I'm telling you tonight. God's been so good. You ought to do everything in your life to honor the 100th Psalm and come correct. Come on. Come correct. Don't let the devil fool you. God's got a blessing if you come correct. 
You can't obey God and be left, amen, uh, uh, in a place of, of uh, a place where you're not blessed. If you line your life up with the word of God, God will help you to win. Yes, he will. And he will fill you with every good thing you need. Hallelujah. To continue to go on for him. This is the teaching tonight. I want you to grab it in the Holy Ghost. Grab it in the Holy Ghost. And I want you to share this. Somebody needs to hear it tonight. I'm glad to be able to be in this house tonight. And I'm telling you what God has sent us a powerful word. Take this word and use it to grow thereby. Go back. Listen to this message again. Get the full uh, effect of what God has spoken in your heart. Come correct. Come on here. Because God has been just that good. Oh, bless him. He's worthy of your praise. He's worthy of you serving him with gladness. He is worthy of you serving him. Hallelujah. With a, a, a grounded conviction. Come on here and knowledge of who he is. He is worthy of your gratitude. Come. Correct. God bless you. Heaven smile upon you. Share this word with somebody. Until next time, we will see you. Amen. And we are, are praying for you that the best of God would unfold in your life. God bless you tonight. We love you with the love of the Lord. Come. Correct. <laughs>